on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. Newman Triathlon has just started its spring season. The women dominated last week in Wisconsin. Next up, a date at the Downtown Y before heading back to Wisconsin next month. We are here with Coach Jeff Lovegren on episode 61 of the JetCast. We are talking triathlon. Coach Lovegren, welcome back to the show. Thanks so yeah. much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me, Blake. Uh, well, the women, uh, boy, you guys could not have i guess you guys could have swept the top four i mean i guess it's the only thing you could have done to have a better weekend but man you, you get the top spot three out of the top four uh, you had to be thrilled with how your women did up in wisconsin oh ecstatic it was kind of a special event too because the it was just us and uh, the university of wisconsin it was just a special invitation type deal and they were uh I think they uh, thought they were going to dominate a little more than we did. So um, it, it, it was really fun to go in, and obviously that's their home turf and uh, have a, such a good showing. Well, against the Division One school, what, what, what was the level of competition like? Oh, it, it's they've always had an outstanding team. Um, or what I've been doing this six years now they're uh, one of the top in our conference so it was it was really nice to come in and uh, you know us obviously being just a small d2 school in the middle of Wichita Kansas here and uh, to go in and uh, to a big d1 school and uh, show them uh, how we do uh, now on the men's side it was a little bit more of a challenge but you still got uh, one of the top five Wyatt Matias uh, how did things go on the men's side in your mind I think they went really well. Um, we're not really strong on the men's side right now, um, but uh, I think we've got some, uh, you know, good uh, athletes that are in there. We always have a good showing for it, but we, we're uh, we're struggling to hit top spot on the men's side a little bit right now. But we'll we'll get back there. Now on the women's side, when you go up to an event like that. I mean, obviously, the confidence level in your ladies has to be pretty huge to just kind of walk into a Big Ten environment and say, yeah, we're, we're going to, you know, just it kind of impose our will on them a little bit. Uh, how exciting was that for you to watch as a coach as kind of the underdogs going in to take on the big D1 school and, and seeing your ladies really perform like that? Oh, man, it, you know, the, the ex my excitement for it was just through the roof um, <laughs> because Maggie is our uh, freshman that took the top spot and she's never done triathlon before, never biked, never really ran. She was a swimmer and uh, she's, you know, just to see her take this on. And then, you know, as we're going through it, I could tell, you know, I, obviously I don't have the times right in front of me. That's just not how it works in our sport, uh, especially for the inside type stuff. It's, it's hard to tell because there's different waves and people go off at different times and it's all the combined time. So there right. could be somebody from a different wave. So, being indoors, I didn't know exactly where she was, but I knew she was up there, and I could just tell, you know, she was working so hard for it, and uh, I just kept giving her that encouragement. It was just it was just amazing to see. It's just one of the highlights of why and the reason why I love to do this. I think
think it was episode like 51. We actually had Maggot, that's her nickname, <laughs> on the show. And uh, yeah, she was able to get down and dirty. I believe the only time we have had to actually use the expletive button on the show was for Maggot. So hey, check her out. She is obviously going to be a force to be reckoned with in her Jet career. Next up for you guys is going to be the Downtown YMCA Try coming up on Sunday. And I know you were really excited about this event. Some circumstances have changed around this event. Uh, can you kind of explain to the viewers, the listeners, uh, kind of exactly how this event, what the plans were for it, and what it's going to end up being for you guys this weekend? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was super excited about it. And uh, the reason being, it was going to be one of the – well, it was going to be the first collegiate triathlon race uh, here in the state of Kansas, at least officially wise. Um, and it uh, unfortunately fell through. We've we've tried this in years past, and uh, obviously we don't have the facilities here to, to do it uh, on ourselves. So we do rely on others, and it, we were relying on the YMCA to do it. And, and they've kind of not been open to it, and they were finally open to it this year, and we had somebody that was working really hard to get everything in, because it has to be certified through the U.S. Olympic Committee for Triathlon, so the USAT, um, and so she was working really hard on getting all the certification done and everything. There's a lot of hoops and stuff you got to jump sure. through, and there's some extra fees that are involved in it and that kind of stuff, and she was getting that done, and then uh, corporate YMCA come in at the last minute and kind of shut it down, so... Yeah, it was unfortunate. We were hoping to have a big conference race because the other thing about it, too, is um, when we go to our winter season, which is our indoor season, um, the other facilities, the other conference races that we participate in don't have the facilities set up so that they can do like a traditional triathlon. So a traditional triathlon is you swim, you bike, you run, and the transitions in between the swim to bike and the bike to run count towards your overall time. Well, since they don't have it set up as a way that they can facilitate that change immediately, uh, indoor racing is a little bit different in our conference. You get about a 10-minute break between each one, and it's not counted for time. Well, through the YMCA, we had the ability to, to set it up just like we would an outdoor race, and it would have been you know, one of the only times before we go to nationals that they would actually get to compete in a true triathlon. So it was really exciting in that part too, because not only would it showcase, you know, what we're about to the community through a college level, but also be a very, very good uh, setup race for nationals. Absolutely. For not only us, but the rest of the conference too. So unfortunately that fell through and we're just going to have an exhibition race and we'll go and use it as a good practice day and obviously still showcase, you know, what we're about to the Wichita community. What time are you getting started on Sunday morning? 7 a.m. 7 a.m. So bright and early. You can actually get in and actually have a look before you go to church. So that might be that might be the plan for Sunday morning. There you go. Uh, is, is this something that maybe are you I know you have a partner that you worked really hard on and you appreciate all of her hard work. It you know, wasn't really I, I, totally outside of her control yeah. that this didn't happen. Is there a chance that we can get this for 2023, 2024, maybe? I'm hoping so. Okay. I'm going to keep fighting for it. And I know she's excited to have it. And they were a little, you know, she was excited uh, for the, you know, her branch of the YMCA to of actually course. showcase this. And because it's, uh, you know, her branch and but. You know, we'll just keep working on corporate and you know how they are. And we sure. just, we'll keep jumping through some hoops and cutting their red tape and see what we can get done. I mean, I'm, I'm told the, the Wichita YMCA's are the best YMCA's in the whole world. So that it is sounds correct. like the best YMCA's in the world should be the one to host the first collegiate 
triathlon in the state of Kansas. I mean, I'm just saying. It just makes sense, doesn't it? Uh, it does to me, at least. Uh, off time after Christmas, you guys uh, had a couple of spring races, or I guess it would be technically the fall races, um, coming after school. But then you had a long, long off time. How did you use that off time, and, and how prepared do you guys? I mean, obviously, look at the women are very, very prepared, but it certainly seems like that off time for the ladies was used very well. How did you use that time? Um, our off season is mainly dedicated to strength and skill. I mean, there's no need to be out there running for miles and miles and miles anymore. We're not uh, specifically training for things. That just means more injury and more fatigue. So we just take a step back. We really focus on the strength aspect because that does kind of hurt us um, if we're trying to do that and compete at the same time because that does take a lot of energy from them. Um, and then we just you know focus on the skills because there's a, a lot of things in triathlon that we can do that take very little energy but matter so much to the end result as far as time because, again, we have to uh, compete in three sports, basically. And it's not about how well you can swim, how well you can bike, how well you can run. It's how well you can put all of them together. Now that you've got pretty much looking at the schedule, which you can find NewmanJets.com, by the way, if you'd like to follow the Newman Jets triathlon team, you know, you go from this big period, not that you guys, I, I don't want to say inactivity, because you guys are obviously still, you know, biking, working out, doing all those conditioning things that you have to do. Yeah. But now you guys pretty much have something lined up almost every single week of the calendar, except for, I mean, I, I think you guys have a couple of weeks off before the Nationals. Correct. Um, so how does this change what you need to do as a coach and what the players need to do now that they're actually kind of in competition pretty solid all the way up to the national championships oh yeah this um so obviously taking a look back at over the last couple of years and how COVID has affected us you know we didn't have but one race in two years so (laughs) we we as a team made the conscious decision that we were going to race everything that was available to us for this school semester so this is a pretty heavy schedule for us this isn't something we would normally do and the reason being is you know it's you want, the, you want the kids to have that, that experience, right? Yeah, yeah. We want them to have the experience. And, you know, it, it, seeing them race and seeing the energy that it's brought back to the team is super exciting. I remember you said in the first episode that we had you on, which, again, check on NewmanJets.com slash podcast. We had him on along with Maggot, Maggie uh, Koenig from Wichita. Uh, you talked about how, you know, it, it, it does get boring when you're just doing practice every oh, day, yeah, doesn't yeah. it? Oh, yeah. It's a struggle to keep everybody motivated when you say, hey, let's just – come and practice for the day we've got nothing we're working towards just better in ourselves you know and yeah that you would think they would just come running for that uh, but they but don't kids it, kids actually want to compete it's funny it's isn't weird. it weird yeah it's it's strange so no it's it's brought this new life this new energy the other thing about it too is when we don't travel there is not quite that uh, opportunity to bond as there is when we go and travel and explore and you know when i go and do things too uh it's not about just the competition that we're going to it's all about the overall experience for me, for my kids. And so we go and we check out different uh, places in the town. We uh, try new things and different things. And so that brings a lot of bonding and uh, camaraderie to the team. Now, the Collegiate Club National Championships are coming up April 1st and 2nd. And those are going to be held in Georgia. So 
likely going to be an outdoor event, probably picking the right part of the country to host that event in Definitely. April. Um, what's the, for, the format for that event? Are there qualifications for that event? How does all of that set up? Oh, man, yeah, there's a lot of qualifications. Um, so let's start there. Um, we have to race our conference races, and we have to, as an individual athlete, they have to race and finish. That qualifies them for the main event, and we'll go into that in just a second. Um, but how we place and how we do as a team and also as individual athletes gives us extra points. And those points we can spend on basically different uh, races that are available at nationals. So at nationals, we have uh, three different races that we can do. So the standard triathlon takes place on Saturday morning. Okay. Um, it's what's called an Olympic distance. Uh, it's a, a swim, bike, run, uh, but non-draft legal is what they refer to. And what they talk about non-draft legal, that's referring to the bike. So on the bike, the athletes have to stay a certain uh, distance between each other. It's six bike links is what it is, or they have to make a pass. If they're in there, that's called drafting. And basically what that does is that bike in front of you blocks a lot of wind, and that creates a big um, energy savings for the person behind. Um, so then when I talk about when we earn points for different events, well, on Friday, they have a uh, draft legal uh, race, and they break it up between men and women. And uh, it's a shorter format. It's what's called a sprint format. And that you can draft on the bike. And so then it just – there's a whole different kind of strategy that goes into that yeah, kind I'm of racing. Yeah, I'm surprised with the – because you watch the – you know, I mean, gosh, even in some of these – Winter Olympic races that we've just had, where it, like on the uh, in speed skating, they'll oh, talk yeah. about they'll talk about the drafting and like the team chase event. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know that from watching, you know, there are a lot of Olympic events where drafting is legal. Why is that more of a taboo subject in triathlon, making draft you know not legal in some races and legal in other races? Well, I think it just goes back to the different kind of strategy. Because if we go non-draft legal, that's about the individual athlete. Um, it's you know there's no help, there's no outside help with that. Sure, um, it's all about them doing what they need to do to be successful. Whereas we go to draft legal, that's a team event. So there's a lot more strategy that's come along with that. Um, you rely more on not only just your teammates, but the people that are around you to, to be successful, you know. Um, so there's just completely different strategy that goes along with it, and it just makes a completely different race. And so also speaking of that, one of the other events that uh, we will get to take place in um, that I am super excited about is what's called the Mixed Teams Relay. Oh, okay. And it is a draft legal event. And uh, basically what it is, it's two men and two women, and it alternates. So it'll go man, woman, man, woman. And they'll basically do a super sprint triathlon. So that means they'll swim, bike, run, and then tag off to the next person. They'll swim, bike, run, tag off to the next person. We'll wow. go all the way through, and it's the total time of the team that matters. And I, we have a uh, – I think we've got a really strong uh, – you know, mixed teams. Good chance. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's kind of what I, that my last question for you is I'll, I'll have you expand on that answer. Uh, who do you think can threaten the podium? What is your goal? I mean, obviously you'd like to have some good events leading up and all these. And by the way, just a reminder, they're going to have that event for you at the downtown YMCA on Sunday, seven o'clock. So if you'd like to get out, yeah, see what this is out. all about. If you're a local high school student, maybe you're running cross country, 
and you're thinking, man, you know, I'd like to maybe do something. I don't play sports, uh, traditional sports in my school. Maybe this is something that I can do, and you want to stay home here and go to a Catholic university in Wichita. This guy might be the one that can help you out with that if you want to come Definitely. out and see what the event is about and ask some questions. I know he'd be happy to answer those for you after the event. But looking at what you guys have got to do in order to be successful in this event. Do you feel like you got some events and some, some individual athletes who can maybe threaten the podium in these events? Yeah. Oh yeah. I definitely think we do. Um, so going back, you know, I said our men's side isn't always that strong right now. Uh, Wyatt is always a threat. Um, he does better the longer we go in uh, distance wise. Okay. Uh, so so as, the, as the distance goes, mm-hmm. so he's more of an endurance kind of yep, a guy. Yep. So I'm, I'm expecting him to do pretty well this uh, year, especially at the Olympic distance wise. Um, he's going to be part of our mixed teams relay. Um, we've got a, uh, another athlete that we haven't actually got to showcase. Uh, we share with cross country and he's been on our injured list. We're hoping to get him off. Um, if not for this Sunday, but definitely for, uh, our next two upcoming races and uh he's he's faster than Wyatt is so wow so he's going to be the other part of our uh, mixed teams relay and then we've got our uh, top women so Maggie Maggot whatever you want to call her and uh, (laughs) whatever you know it depends on how she's doing that day sure um and then uh, Marley has always been a uh, strong performer for us and you know I'm expecting them to not only you know do very very well at the mixed teams relay but also at uh, the Olympic and when they're uh, just individual wise too so So they'll be they'll have a chance to run individually and in the team event so that's going to be a lot of load on them for that weekend I guess it's going to be the same for everybody uh so I guess I'll I'll let you go with this uh, how do you get the, them ready to to make that big sacrifice physically that weekend? Oh well, um, this one's actually a lot easier than in years past. Uh, so they're running, uh, like I said, the draft legal and the mixed teams on Friday. Uh, we used to have to go uh, do the Olympic distance, which is the longest that distance that they will actually ever race throughout the year, and then uh, have a very short window of recovery, and then go do mixed teams relay that same day. Oh my so, God. so, so the ones that have been with me before that had to do this, there wasn't much talking or convincing in it because it wow. was a lot easier uh, to stomach. But uh, no, I mean, uh, you just tell them because it's just it that mixed teams is such a big energy boost. Oh, I mean, sure. it's so cool. It's not only just to watch the athletes that are competing you watch the crowd they're like running from the swim to the bike to the run and just like there's like this massive crowd just moving around running around just trying to keep up with everybody that's going through and it's just it's a completely different race and i think it's the highlight of the weekend i know it's one of the things that we definitely look forward to the most and so you know the ones that haven't done it you just start sharing some of the videos of years past and they're just like i'm in let's do this okay well as i mentioned that's coming up here at the beginning of April, but next up is going to be the downtown YMCA event for Newman University Triathlon coming up on Sunday at 7 o'clock at the downtown uh, Y right here in the Air Capital. Coach Jeff Lovegren, uh, Lovegren of Triathlon, thank you so much for being on the show. Appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Blake. Appreciate it. We'll be joined by the director of golf, Taryn Torgerson. She's coming up next on the JetCast. Hey, boss, the backhoe was stolen from the Valley job. Great. And our computers were hacked last night, and they got some of our clients' information. Seriously? And your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. Hi, friends. Phil Nightingale, General Manager at Mel Hamilton Ford. 
Right now, we have incredible deals on all new 2020 models. Plan now to get here fast for the best selection. And if you're in the market for a used vehicle, no Helen Ford has more cars, trucks, and SUVs than anyone else. Every payment, every price. All makes and models, not just Fords. Come see us today or shop us online at mhford.com. Let our experienced sales staff show you how easy buying a new car can be. No Helen Ford, taking care of customers since 1984. Experience the difference. Back here on the JetCast, and Newman Golf is getting set to start very, very soon. Finally back after the Christmas break, we are here with the director of golf for the Newman University men's and women's teams. She is in her third season as the women's coach, her second season leading the men's program, and also her second season as kind of the overall director of the entire golf program. The men are heading to the Oklahoma City uh, Galardia Country Club and the UCO Spring Invitational coming up on Monday and Tuesday next week. The women are not that far behind. Taryn Torgerson joining us on the show. Thank you so much for being here. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, Blake. Well, so, you know, you look back at this off season. Um, how excited are you guys to, to finally get going again here after the Christmas break? Very excited. It feels like it's been forever since uh, we wrapped up fall play there at the end of October. So we've had a few uh, months of off season and family time over the Christmas and Thanksgiving breaks, but it's good to be back on campus. Um, We're hoping mother nature will help us out a little bit and uh, let the snow go away and bring out a little bit more sunshine so we can get out on the grass and out outside a little bit more, but we're really anxious to get the season going. And I think uh, the players are kind of chomping at the bit as well. Uh, you guys have had a mixed bag in terms of weather. You look just, I mean, just this past weekend, you have, you know, a huge snow and ice storm. Campus is closed on, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, whenever that was last week. And then Monday was, you know, about as nice of a day as you will ever see in February. And now again here for the rest of the week, it's going to be a polar plunge and we'll be lucky if we hit 30 the rest of the week. Yeah, it, it is crazy. Um, last Wednesday, I think I even got a little sunburn on my cheeks a little yeah, bit out of, out of practice. Nice yeah, right. and then Thursday, like you said, I woke up to, you know, six inches of snow in my front in my front yard and... Um, campus is closed and all that kind of stuff. And um, we have uh, both teams set to play qualifying rounds today as we gear up for the spring season. And um, after that, like you said, we're going to have to bring the winter coats out again, unfortunately. But uh, that's Kansas, and they they always keep us guessing, and we'll we'll deal with whatever comes. How did the fall season go for your teams? Uh, let's start with the men. How did it go for them? Yeah, I mean, if you would ask them, um, I I don't think that they're, or at least I would hope that they're not satisfied with how that went. Um, I know my assistant and I, Coach Nelson, were were not super pleased with with the scores that we um, that we shot. Um, we we do have a great group of guys, and and they work hard, and they. They want to get better, which is nice, and they're open to getting better. Um, but the scores definitely didn't come, whether that was, you know, throwing shots away with short game or mental game and things like that. So we've kind of tried to individualize things a little bit more um, in the off season and as we've prepared for spring to kind of make sure every player is getting the attention that they need to drop shots because then at the end of the day, if each player can drop a couple shots, then that in turn turns into a lot better team scores. So um, – Definitely hoping to improve on scores um, in the spring and kind of leave the fall in the past if we can. Um, but that's the beauty of golf is, the, you know, the sun comes out the next day and we get to go and, and keep playing, keep getting better. What about on the women's side? How did their fall go? 
It was good. It was good. Um, we had we started off the season, I think, a little bit stronger than than we finished it. Um, p- with playing four freshmen in the lineup every week, um, it was new. Um, there was there's a lot of things about college golf that are different than high school golf. You know, high school golf, you're you're traveling, you know, 20 minutes down the road to play 18 holes or even nine holes sometimes, whereas you're gone staying, you know, two nights in a hotel and all that kind of stuff. So um, we had two or three tournaments back-to-back at the end of the fall. So I think uh, by the time we got done, we were a little gassed and a little bit tired and fatigued. Um, but this is the most fun on both sides that I've ever had coaching. Um, I have a great group of guys and a great group of girls, and the girls are – hungry to get better. They're so coachable. They're so um, just great people. Um, and they're going to go out and, and do amazing things on and off the golf course. What makes this group of men and women so much fun? Why are you enjoying this year so much? You know, on the women's side, I have a couple of girls that um, Ellie Berthoff, I've been giving lessons to since she was about 10 or 11 years old. Um, and now she's here playing for me. Um, and same with Olivia Nguyen. We had the same Um, swing coach um, as we were kind of growing up and so I used to see her um, out at Teradyne Country Club all the time when I was playing at Wichita State and even before I met her when she was about 10 or 11 so those kinds of connections are are really cool and then these girls are just they thrive just and bask in the opportunity that they're here playing college golf some of them are here representing their home state um, which is really cool and I've just um, you know i I challenge them and push them a lot, but I also, you know, want golf to be fun for them. So I think the the balance between the two is really good, and I have a really good coach-player relationship with all of them. Um, and kind of same on the guy's side, Coach Nelson and I, um, we split our time with, with both programs a little bit. He definitely does more travel with the guys, and I do more travel with the girls. But I am around them a lot, and, you know, the guys are fun. They're going to be boys, you know, how, of how college boys are. But they're fun, and um, they love to go out and challenge each other and try and, you know, pull off different shots. So that's really fun for me is, hey, let's try this. And they're like, okay, and they'll go out and do it, and they can kind of realize that, that, that they do have uh, more tools that they can kind of add to their tool belt. How did you guys use the off season? Because there were, you know, I, I feel like there was a really mixed – mixed bag of weather there were some days that were just absolutely incredible I mean just going back to this last weekend and then obviously we'd have gotten hit with a couple of pretty major winter storms what were you guys able to get done and and what was your goal for both of the programs in the offseason yeah I mean I have um, coach Nelson and I have individual meetings with all of our players before Christmas break and before summer break of just kind of recapping the season before and kind of what we can spend our off-season time on. Because once we hit, you know, next week with the guys, it's kind of go, go, go until the end of uh, the conference championship in April. Um, so there's not a lot of time in, in season to make a lot of major adjustments. So off-season is the time to do that. So we just encourage them to get out as much as possible. And I remember being home for Chris and on Christmas Eve, my family and I went outside on a walk and we were in shorts and t-shirts sweating. And then, (laughs) you know, a couple days later we're stuck inside because it's 30, you know, so that's just kind of the winter we've had so far. And since we've been back, um, I've tried to get creative with what we, what I'm trying to do with them down in our golf room facility here on campus when we have to be inside. Um, it, we do more of a quality, not quantity sessions in there. Um, it can get old pretty quick, just hitting ball after ball after ball into a net. So I try and um, we've done some really creative short game and putting stuff down there, which like um, um, like Ty was 
Ty mentioned he was that's a big part of the game and something that every player needs to continue to work on. So we try and get creative down there. And then when it's sunny outside and nice outside, I've told my players, we're going to be out there for extended hours um, on those days, um, just enjoying it and make reintroducing ourselves to grass really is what it yeah. comes down to. So making sure that we are able to get a feel for, you know, kind of what that feels like, kind of building back up that, that comfort and that feel, um, with being outside because you can kind of get used to being inside and we want to make sure that we're, we're ready to go when, when competition comes. Ty Wilson's going to be joining us next to the JetCast, by the way, so you'll hear from him in just a moment. Looking at the men's leaders, I know Ty is a guy that you want to spotlight, but who else besides Ty? And then a couple of words on Ty and, and what his leadership means to your men's program and what other men do you expect to try to step up and maybe get that number one or number two spot on the men's side? Yeah, obviously, like you mentioned, um, Ty has kind of been uh, our leader of the pack um, the last two years since he's been here in terms of his play and things like that. Uh, Matthew Schrock has really improved a lot. He's a junior this year in his third year here at Newman, and I really saw a lot of growth in him last spring, um, and I spent quite a bit of time with him on the golf course, and he thinks the game so well. Um, He's very diligent in his pre-shot routine and process, and he, you always kind of, Matthew's kind of a guy that you always kind of know what you're going to get from him. Um, he's going to, he's not going to get too high. He's not going to get too low. He kind of go, he goes out and he grinds on every shot. And um, I always know at the end of the day, he gave me everything he had. Um, Justin Looper has been um, a big asset as well. And he's been a leader for us. Um, he's in his fourth year here. Um, so those are kind of three guys that I look to kind of lead the charge for us this spring. Um, but Ty, you know, Ty's a special player. He has um, a lot of gifts and a lot of talents. Um, he's kind of one of those guys. He's one of those guys that I love walking and talking with on the golf course because he thinks it really well. He sees things that I don't see. You know, he he sees these little gaps, and he's like, no, coach, I, I can get it through there. I'm like, okay, and, and he does it, you know. So it's not something I would ever try, but he has, like, the confidence that he has in his abilities is not something that, that you see every day. So he's able to do things that not a lot of players are just because of the way that he carries himself and the confidence that he does have that he can pull off some shots like that. What about on the women's side? Who are going to be the leaders on that uh, part of the squadron to try to get some points for you this year? Yeah, uh, Cassidy Chance is in her fifth year with us. She is just an invaluable asset to us. She's um, kind of like mother hen, if you will. Um, sure. She's, you know, we have seven on the roster. We have five freshmen, a sophomore, and then fifth year senior. Wow. So she kind of is on, honestly an extension of me, which is really, really nice. Um, if I need to be gone recruiting or if I need to go, you know, be at the guy with the guys team for a little bit, I can give her a practice plan um, and trust her to, to make sure the team's getting stuff done, which is really, really nice to have a leader like that. I never have to worry um about the team and, and focusing and getting stuff done with, with her kind of leading the charge. And she's she's very valuable in terms of the impact that she has with her scores. Um, you always kind of know what you're going to get from her as well. She plays really loose, and she's really easygoing. Um, Felisa Sahulga from um, College Station is a freshman. She led our team in the fall, scoring average-wise. Um, really good player. She's very diligent with her process as well and has a lot of tools and really just – grinds and grinds and grinds you'll watch her play rounds of golf sometimes and she might not be hitting it very well but she finds ways to score so that's really big for us and the other freshmen are 
are learning and I've seen a lot of growth from them throughout the fall and especially throughout the off season. And I love it because they're sponges. They come up to me, coach, this isn't going well. How can I fix it? They ne- they're never satisfied. They never, they never want to keep doing something that they don't think is right or they don't want to keep doing something that frustrates them. They want to come, they want to ask for help. They want to fix it. And then they're just so polite. I mean, thank you, coach. Thank you, thank you, thank you all the time, Every, multiple times a day. Anytime I help them, I'm like, that's my job. I'm here to help you guys. <laughs> but um, they're just great people, um, and I look for qualifying to be really competitive on the women's side and for, for maybe some unexpected people that maybe didn't play so well in the fall to to kind of be a spark for us here in the spring. The men are getting things started at the UCO Spring Invitational on Monday. The women are starting the very next week at the Diffie Ford Lincoln Invitational at a new location in Oklahoma City at Lincoln Park uh, Country Club hosted by SNU. So that'll be a little bit different for them. And no, I don't believe that the band is actually going to be there. It's just at Lincoln Park CC. Uh, So what are your expectations for these first two events for the men and the women? Yeah, um, like you said, this UCO men's event that we're going to next week is a new event. Um, they UCO just hired a new men's golf coach within the last year, so he wanted to kind of start up a tournament. Um, I have played some tournaments at Gallardia Country Club. It's a fabulous golf course. They keep it really, really nice. Um, I think it'll be a really good event, and it's just, you know, right down I-35. So um, can't complain about the travel for no. that one. So um, it's going to be a really good event. I think the the guys will really enjoy the golf course. Um, as far as the, the Diffie Ford for the women, um, we've gone to that event um, ever since I've been here. Um, but they are doing a complete restructure of um, Kicking Bird, where, where we usually play. In fact, when we were there in the fall, we drove by it, and the clubhouse gone. Wow. I mean, cart barn gone. Everything's gone. They're redoing it all. So it's going to be really, really cool. And I look forward to hopefully going back there next spring when they get everything. They're redoing like all the holes. So it'll be a really cool, basically like a brand new golf course for us to go see and and tackle. But Lincoln Park is, um, I've never been there. Uh, My assistant, Coach Nelson, uh, grew up playing there and he's actually going to that event with us. So that'll be a big advantage and asset for for him to kind of lead the charge and kind of tell them um, and kind of provide more strategy from his perspective as he's played it before so I think they'll both be good events we're just excited to get it rolling and it'll be a good uh good two first events to kind of see where we're at and kind of see where we need to go from there well you mentioned starting uh, events you you're kind of getting into that game as well with the uh, Newman women are hosting an event coming up at Sand Creek Station on April 4th and 5th a Monday and Tuesday so uh, you're not that far away from having uh, the Newman women hosting an event how excited are you for that I'm pumped. I mean, last year was the first year I've done it, and it's just with COVID last year, we didn't get as many Newman people out there as we would have wanted since every sport was playing at the same time. But I'm hoping that that my girls can get some of their classmates or fellow student athletes and some other coaches to come out and support them um, just like they're able to do with other on-campus sports. And uh, I'm actually hosting the – designated MIAA fall event next fall for the men. So I have a couple big ones um, coming up and conference MIAA conference championship for the women is also at Sand Creek Station about awesome. 10 to 12 days after my Newman Invitational. So of course that's kind of made the field in, in my event grow a little bit because they want to get a little bit Free of a preview. Right, exactly. A little bit of a preview and kind of see. So it should be a really big and competitive event so it should be fun right right before conference perfect timing final question for you what are your expectations for both the men and the women this spring yeah um just 
putting their foot on the gas, you know, and, and continuing to get better. We've talked a lot, especially on the women's side, about the mental side of it because all of them have the talent that they need to go post good scores, but um, our our minds kind of get in the way. Our, sure. our minds can do can can do a lot of really good things and a lot of really bad things for us. So they, they can get in the way of more than just a bad golf round. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So just you know, having them believe in themselves, and that's the probably the hardest thing as a golf coach is I can't take the belief I have in them and you know instill it in them. They have to find it within themselves to to have the confidence and the trust and in, in the abilities and the things that we practice every day. Um, they show me every day that they can do it, but they have to believe it when they get out on the golf course. And kind of the same with the guys. The guys play a little bit of a different format. They play 36 holes and then 18, whereas the girls just do 18-18. So I know on the 36th day is, you know, staying focused for 36 holes is a lot, um, and it's hard. So making sure that, that we are being diligent, and you can't lose focus on any shot um, or – we could have penalty shots or things like that. So just kind of focusing on the things that we can control. And um, if we do that, I think the scores will, will follow. The men's golf team once again getting started next week on Monday and Tuesday at the UCO Invitational. And then the women the very next week at the Diffie Ford Lincoln Invitational in Oklahoma City. So Newman Golf certainly back to action here in the next couple of weeks. Director of Golf, Taryn Torgerson, thanks so much for being on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. We're going to wrap up the show with Ty Wilson, a senior leader on this men's team from Wellington, Kansas. He joins us to wrap up the show next. Life, it throws you curves and it knocks you down. But what separates the good from the great is the getting back up. Newman University will always get back up. We are a university of doers, of innovators, of transformers. We inspire as we soar to new heights. We will not be beaten. We will not settle for anything less than the best. We are Newman University. Thank you to Don Lear Construction, proud supporter of Newman Athletics. Wrapping up the show here, giving you set for Newman Jets Golf this week on the JetCast. We are joined by a senior out of Wellington, Kansas, Ty Wilson, joining us on the show. A transfer in from Dodge City Community College to this Jet program. Ty, great to have you on the program. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, uh, off-season for you guys. You guys have a spring season and then now just getting back. Uh, once again, they're going to be heading down to the UCO Spring Invite on Monday and Tuesday to kick off their spring season coming up here in just a little bit. How did you use the off-season? Um, just tried to better ourselves as much as possible. It's tough in Kansas sometimes with weather. It gets kind of cold. <laughs> you don't say. But, but sometimes you can find facilities – that you could hit indoor with um, certain launch monitors. So the, this week, obviously, um, early on in the week, pretty nice. I think Monday was, was the one nice day. Any nerves with the fact that, you know, the rest of the week looking pretty frigid from uh, about Tuesday on, it was pretty cold, and it's looking like it's going to be a pretty cold weekend. Any trepidation with the fact that you're not maybe going to be able to get outside as, as often as you would like? Not so much as nerv- nerves, I would say, but it would be nice to be more prepared for a first tournament, even is in seven days. Of course. But um, I think we're just going to go in our first tournament as ready as, as ever. How, how do you think the fall season went for you personally? Um, I think I played – decent there was a lot of rounds where i wish i could have got like two to three shots back that made a really big difference in my rounds sure but i think i had a 76.06 average which is better than last year at least so 
there was some improvement. How much have you guys been able to get outdoors in the spring? I know that it, in this spring especially, or I guess I, we're technically still in the winter, I suppose, th- there's been some stretches where the weather's been pretty darn nice, and obviously there's been some really, really, really bad stretches of weather with a lot of snow on the ground. It's been it's very bipolar. You get days where it's 65, more like plain 18, like, oh, it's great, then it snows the next day, <laughs> yeah. and you're out for three. But we just uh, – Really appreciate those really nice days where we can get out there and play as much as we can in practice. What do you feel like you've been in this time since the fall season ended and you went on Christmas break? What have you been working on the most in your own personal game? Um, always definitely short game. That's something that every player can fine-tune a little bit more. Um, it's just it's really hard once you go from not playing for a while because of the cold to going back out. It's getting certain things back that you lose like your touch. Like, I noticed when I came back from Christmas break that my putting just wasn't there. I was missing a lot of short putts because I just didn't have the feel. So it took about a week to get that back. And then the, the long game tends to come back a little bit faster, at least for me. What, what do you feel like is the, the part of your game that you feel like as you hit the links coming up on, on next week that you can trust the most? What's the part of your game that you have – the most trust, the most confidence in? Definitely hitting driver. That's always been, for as long as I've been playing, my strongest part of my game, just to tee it up and usually hit it as hard as I can. Grip it and rip it? Yes. Okay. Uh, I find that I hit it much straighter when I hit it as hard as I can. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, the, the I, mean, I don't know. if is that, not, is that common? I feel like most guys would try to swing at like an easy pace, but I think when I try to swing easy, I, I'd get guidey with it. Okay. That that can definitely yeah. be be a difference as well. What's it like to have uh, Coach Torgerson around? Uh, how 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 hard has she been working you guys this this early spring? Oh, she always pushes us uh, to try to play at a level that she was playing in college. So that's great. Um, definitely high expectations. You know, you you get tied for fifteenth in a tournament. She's not going to bake you a batch of cookies over it. You know, she <laughs> wants someone to win. <laughs> That's right. Uh, UCO Spring Invite coming up Monday and Tuesday. What's the level of competition going to be like as you face the Broncos? I'm sure other teams are going to be there as well. It's going to be high. We play in a very competitive conference with a lot of very good players that are coming in from all over the country. Um, I say it's all over the country, but you get a lot of kids from the same area um, playing in the MIAA. A lot of kids from Oklahoma are playing for the UCO. A lot of Kansas kids are coming to our, our uh, schools um, in Fort Hayes and Washburn. So it'll definitely be uh, a tough, tough test. How nice is it for you to just be, you know, not too far, only about a half an hour or so from Wellington, so not too far for uh, for your folks to come up and watch it when you guys are golfing around here? Oh, it's very nice, um, especially for, like, laundry purposes. Like, sure. Like oh, yeah. Own laundry. Um, but it's great. They, they can travel to most tournaments, so it's great. Final question for you. What are your personal goals for the rest of the season? And do the men have any team goals? Um, for me, I'd very much like to win a tournament and uh, be all-conference. I definitely think um, for the men's side, we'd love to make a regional. Okay, so that's the, that's the goal. Regionals are bust for the Newman men's golf team. They will be next in action Monday starting at the UCO Spring Invite. Ty Wilson, a senior golfer on this team from Wellington, Kansas. Thanks so much and good luck to you, sir. Thank you. That is our show for this week. We'll be back with another episode of the JetCast. Next week, we'll wrap up our basketball season coverage next week. So until then, Blake Cripps saying, go Jets.